0: Welcome to another episode of Between Two Beats, and with me, as usual, is Ariel. Hello, Ariel. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing spectacular. We had a few tech gremlins, uh, for those of you that may have been watching this, in the Twitch a cricket uh, behind the scenes uh, area that we have set up, and I got to say, it, it's we've come a long way. To be able to say that we're both comfortably willing to basically show the behind the scenes to a live Twitch, you know, uh, as we saw earlier, anything and everything can happen, and if you are there, you got to witness it uh, in real time. Uh, But for those of you that are not Twitch crickets, this is your perfect opportunity to join, you know, the uh, growing, growing crickets, and all you need to do there is go to. TV slash live and you'll see our behind the scenes schedule broadcasted there and currently we are on a tuesday wednesday and thursday from 10 to 11 et uh so that may change with time but fundamentally that that's a fairly aggressive schedule for for the two of us so you know what are your thoughts on that you good with that
1: yeah i think it's pretty good i mean i like i said to you i don't really prefer mondays mondays i'm kind of starting my week up getting everything sorted. And Fridays, you're just closing the week. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are just pretty neutral, neutral days.
0: I I would tend to agree. And and like I said, what I plan on doing is uh, uh, making this live, uh, you know, with the please stand by uh, for those of you that show up. And uh, typically it takes us about 15 minutes, you know, to get ourselves set up and we'll welcome you to the chat and all that type of stuff. And you'll get to see this recorded uh, warts and all. Uh, But for those of you that are hearing this or seeing this in the official release, welcome to our fourth episode of Between Two Beats. And uh, with me, as usual, is Ariel. And Ariel, your question today is about what?
1: So today I kind of came up with some questions for our AMA and I wanted to base it off podcasting one-on-one. Obviously, we are doing our podcast here, which was something that was... Um, asked of me about two months ago now almost and I was wide in the eyes because I was really unsure about how I felt about it but um, you made it very easy for me to feel comfortable doing this and I definitely have a lot more confidence. you have all the confidence in the world um, this being your forte um but I guess I just kind of wanted to ask questions based off the newbies because I guess mm-hmm. I still technically am a newbie. Um, but what? platforms would you suggest i mean like i guess we could start off with what what platforms a do you use um, mm-hmm. uh, being somebody that's been in this field for um, years and then what platforms would you suggest for people who are starting out who don't who might be alarmed by a lot of information like just very simple yep i guess easy to click on and off and just yeah, yeah, no, I'm no, no,
0: that, that's perfect. So, so things have changed dramatically, obviously, and we'll use kind of the same structure that we did last time looking at the past, you know, the, the present and the future. In the past, really, uh, if you were into podcasting, it was iTunes, you know, iTunes basically was the original host, if you will, to a, to a library. And that library was just a list of submitted RSS feeds. So remember when we were talking about Google and stuff like that, the first step is to submit yourself Uh, you know, to a list. And there was a whole bunch of private ones and public ones and and personal, you know, ones out there. But the one that really emerged, obviously, was Apple, you know, because all of a sudden iPods were available on everybody's, you know, uh, hands overnight. And the distribution of audio was so much easier via that mechanism. So a lot of people think podcasting comes from pod as in iPod, but no, it it predates the iPod. Uh, But it became... Uh, the easiest means to get that to people, okay? Because so many people had it. And this is before Androids existed and stuff like that, right? So it was a single market. Then Android came to, uh, to the market and that's your Google. Right, So eventually Google got into Google Podcasts as well, and those get indexed into the Google ecosystem. So for those of you that understand the SEO, anything that you can provide to the backend data engines, such as podcast data, uh, it'll consume it. It'll listen to it more than the crickets. Google has listened to this podcast while we're doing it, right? So it's one of those things where you're, you're using the platform, uh, the Google platform, uh, the Apple platform, right? So right now you're hearing that basic, uh, you know, dual, uh, uh, you know, economy where you've got a a major and a secondary and they're just kind of fighting for the space. Recently, however, Spotify has come into the equation, okay? And Spotify has come in to win. There's no denying that they're they're spending the money, they're buying major series, you know, they're becoming a, a Netflix for podcasts and then some. Once again, audio is just one means of all, Right. So at the end of the day, we have an emerging player, which is Spotify, and they bought recently Anchor FM. And Anchor FM was a huge little company that basically took care of, you give us your podcast, you upload you know, your, your episodes here, and we'll take care of automatically distributing it for you to iTunes, to Google, to Spotify at the time, because it was not owned by them. Uh, but clearly they got the interest of Spotify because they acquired it. And at that point in time, what you now have is three players in the market. If you think of it this way, you have iTunes, which is your Apple, and you have Spotify, which is basically you know Spotify across across the spectrum. Um, but at the end of the day, how they pay the podcasters? So we're talking the Prime community, those that are signing up, their ambassadors, not me, the people that are not bringing crickets, right? They get a cut of their podcast because ads will be run against those podcasts by Google, by Apple, by uh, uh, Spotify, right? So you are allowing yourself to have your secondary ads, third-party ads run as precursors to your content if you sign up for these things. And the cut on iTunes is horrible. It's very Apple-like. It's not meant for the people creating it. It's meant for the people using it. Apple loves the people that use their products, but they treat the people that work and built for them like what they need they are, right? So at the end of the day, their philosophy has always been about the end user and they are number one. Everybody else is secondary, right? Google is the same way, okay? Their interest is you, the person attending, you know, because they want the ad conversion, right? So they're willing to give you a cut of that. Now, Google, I don't know much about it, but I would assume it's probably going to be part of the Google ad structure. So whatever, you know, payment gateway and all that, it's probably going to be built off of that. I haven't seen it developed yet, but Spotify has turned around and said, no, we're going to give a major cut to the podcasters. So right there, the war as to who gets a cut has changed dramatically. Not only has Anchor FM made it so easy to distribute the content, and Spotify is the first place it goes to. It's not even on iTunes yet. We were on Google before we were on iTunes. And I'm just letting it do it magically, right? I'm just seeing what comes in first. Whereas when I did the first podcast way back when, it was iTunes only. It was a laborious process. Every night that I did the podcast, I would have to update the XML file and indicate the size of the file, the length of the audio, you know, the metadata. And if you got any of it wrong, it wouldn't ingest it properly and your feed would be broken, right? Not a lot of people do shit like that, right? Because you need it to become an appliance for the masses to use it. So Anchor FM became an appliance for distribution, Spotify, Google, and Apple are the retailers of your content if you want to get into a partnership agreement. But for everybody else that is using that, there's no money there because you're not a partner, right? So it's all about secondary income based on that. And we've talked about it before. If we're able to do this consistently for us, we are able to do it consistently for others and charge accordingly. And that's the monetization strategy, not a, a Google ad cut or an iTunes ad cut or a Spotify ad cuts. But if you're a Joe Rogan, that's how he makes his money. Does that answer your question more or less?
1: Sort of. I guess um, still something that I'd like to elaborate a little bit more on would be what would be a platform that the newbies could use that, like you said, like back in the day, the HTML file and everything would be broken on iTunes. Like, is there any platform out there for newbies that is just very simple. Yep, yeah, that would be Make-
0: your, that would be your Anchor FM. That that is Anchor exactly, FM. Anchor FM. That and that's owned by Spotify, right? So Anchor FM takes care of not only the distribution, but mm-hmm. it also sets up a web page for you. It sets up, you know, the the autoplay of it. You're not coding anything. You're literally just creating an account on anchor.fm. Uh, at that point in time you create your podcast. And what do you want your podcast called? You know, you come up with a name and we played around with that. You know, is it it between two beats with the the word two, the number two? Is there spaces? So I put all three from an SEO point of view, but we settled on the one word between two beats with the number two. But, you know, that title becomes what is the URL, right? So it's going to be anchor.fm slash what? Between two beats, right? So that worked great that we made it one word. Right. So everywhere we go on social now, we have a single word. And once again, that's that was a month and a half of us thinking about it before we actually got, you know, the right answer. Yeah. Um,
1: Three three different opinions. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Right. But fundamentally, you know, that those are the things you need to know. Right. You're going to be asked these questions. You're going to be asked, what is the name of the person that this is showing up as? Right. And the second that you create that, there's a website index for it right? There's no content, but the page is created. That'll be skimmed by Google within a few days. So from an SEO point of view, you can create a podcast on any topic you want and have that ranking on the search term as easy as any other content and never even have to create a podcast. Okay. So there's your gray hat. The white hat, obviously, is start creating content and use that content to even further that game. But fundamentally, you upload the files as long as the file is an audio file of a certain size, of a certain length, because, you know, you're, you're using the free versions here, right? So so it's always, you know, what is the freemium offer? And you start with that because after that, you know, you start paying and it becomes, okay, am I affording this? But at the end of the day, you upload it, you give it a title, you give it an episode, you give it a season, you give it a description, you give it an image, all the stuff that you typically do. And all of that would have been manually done in XML, using tags and text, And after a hundred and odd episodes, that XML file is long, you know what I mean? And any modifications you make, you know, and you're committing to it. Whereas now you've got a nice little easy web interface, you know, there's probably an app for it, you know. know, If you were to use Twitch for streaming, you'd use Anchor FM for podcasting, right? That's kind of the mindset of of the number one platforms that I think of for, for that. But at the end of the day, once it's submitted, it's there. It is on Anchor FM. And what Anchor FM's job do, uh, does behind the scenes is to then update that to all of the places for you. Remember, we were talking about the joys of, of doing batch work, right? Eventually, you get to a point where the yeah. appliance, you know, is after you figured out how to batch it. Well, now you're at a point where Anchor FM is your appliance. But all the stuff that you need to do to be able to record it the audio, the intro, the music, uh, the the format, all of that other stuff. You know, they don't help you with that. They they've got tutorials and they've got communities, and that's where, you know, that world has evolved. Right back in the day, no one told yeah. me how to modify that XML file. You should have seen the joy. Of submitting that that iTunes uh, RSS feed for for or the, you know for the first time successfully and getting the message back and you're like oh my god I figured this out it's working you know there was no t- real tutorial now it's an appliance and that is yeah. the next evolution of what I is the media.
1: I was going to say, I guess that kind of leads into my second question, mm. like perfectly because I was also going to ask you about gear. So mm. uh, we've, we've talked multiple times about, um, gear, basic necessities. Um, so I guess maybe if you wanted to elaborate on that, like we are using Yeti microphones. Those are obviously quite an investment beats, headphones another investment. So that's a few hundred dollars for both of us. Um, so maybe what could be the basics that people, again, if they wanted to upload to the Anchor FM and mm-hmm. they wanted to get started and they maybe didn't have the hundreds of dollars to yeah. spend. Um,
0: what would it be? Yeah, maybe what What, 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 yeah, what, would what, what was it like 10 years ago when, when I had none of that gear? basically <laughs> is the question. Uh, you start with what you got. It's as simple as that. Most people have a smartphone, right? Your smartphone is by far the easiest way to record audio. Okay, so what can you plug into your smartphone? Okay, so the first thing is, is can you improve the inbound jack? of your phone. So whether or not that's using the Bluetooth connectivity, whether or not that's using, you know, the old audio line in with the triple plug, you know, and one of them is the mic and you feed that into something else. Or, you know, the newer ones have the USB adapters where you can feed HDMI and, and a whole bunch of other stuff into your phone, right? So if you're, let's say, on Clubhouse and you're doing audio on Clubhouse, you're podcasting, yay, to a roundabout way. You've captured yourself on gear that is able to take your audio and send it somewhere, right? So what do you have? Most people have a smartphone. I had an MP3 recorder that I got it refurbed on eBay, you know, 12 years ago, and it served me fine. Uh, But the audio quality was decent, but that was the mic. So to your point, I started with just a basic mic, Uh, you know, not power, not USB, literally just something that plugs into the in. You know what I mean? The audio in. Um, And I went to the Yeti after that. So after the theft, you know, where all the gear uh, got taken, that's where I basically re-looked at what I would need. Uh, And the Yeti was one of those purchases. And that made a huge difference Mm -hmm. to the audio quality. You know the difference on the audio quality. Uh, But that Yeti is now downstairs and and being um, ill-used. You're borrowing your dad's Yeti. So the first thing we're going to do next week, next time we actually have an opportunity to do a handoff in terms of of gear and stuff like that, uh, grab the Yeti that I have in the basement. That'll be yours. You'll use that. Your dad will have his. You're not having to chase his because I'm not using it. So to your point, a Yeti mic is a great investment. A Logitech webcam is great just for the mic, right? You don't need the video part, right? So anything that captures good audio. Um, But like I said, I'm using a condensed mic that that is not a 100 bucks (laughs) you know what i mean Uh, it's considerably more and i got three of these and i've got a mic stand and i've got a you know and once again this is the difference obviously when you're really getting into the audio side you know you're playing off the mic now you're not hearing anything different ariel but the people on the channel are hearing the mic you know that is really the difference you're playing off you know you're still hearing me on the mic but when you're really playing off the mic and that's that's understanding the mic and playing with the mic. And what you choose to spend here will dictate what comes out here. And that's the next bit is what do you hear? And back in the day, it was your, your travel headsets, you know, Air Transat, whatever flight I was on, I had bags of these stuff, right? Like I used to fly a lot, right? So, so you know, those little freebie things that you got on the plane uh, was what I would monitor You know, actually, I wasn't even monitoring when I started. So let's add that to the mix. When you start monitoring your recording in real time, that's huge. That's a huge step, but you need certain gear for that. And then, like I said, you need to be able to hear yourself so that you know whether or not you sound like crap, you know, and at the end of the day, that really is a huge difference in it. It's really the quality of the gear that you want to bring to the table. And if you've got some already use it. And that's the nice thing about audio gear. At the end of the day, it's all reusable. You know what I mean? They Mm -hmm. all interconnect. Once you start to understand the cables and what they're for, all of a sudden devices work together. Uh, And that's really the evolution of the gear. But at the end of the day, start with what you have. Most people there's apps that that do direct podcast recording, you know, not Anchor FM per se, but that you know Anchor FM has the ability to record right there. So it probably has that ability. I just don't use it because we do it, you know, our way, the Poptix TV way, and, and yeah. what that recording is is not just audio, you know, and it's also not just audio that's local; it's remote audio, right? So that being, brings up the next question: is if you're doing podcasting. Who's on the podcast? And if it's someone else, especially in the area of COVID, you know, back in the day, people would just come into my basement, right? I've had every single level of politics in my basement, every single level of of micro celebrity in the area in my basement. You know, the old joke when uh, when the tallest uh, silkwalker came into the basement is how do they make their way into the basement when they're like 20 feet tall, you know, uh, when, when Randy Paypal came in, it's like, you know, I've got the clown in my basement. You know, uh, I've had actors in the basement. I've had politicians. So that, you know, that means you need a local setup. Where are they sitting? Do, the, do you have a secondary mic? Back in the day when we started this and your dad was on a few of these, we'd be huddled around this little stupid Logitech mic, you know, <laughs> or uh, huddled around the Mac. Now, I literally am at a point where your dad's in the Twitch a chat as we talk and I'm bringing up his chats when we're talking, I can literally pull your dad into the zoom conference and have him be part of the stream at the click of three buttons. You know and I mean? Yeah. That is a huge evolution and not everybody's capable of doing that overnight. So start with what you got.
1: Yeah, I definitely can confer on the audio um, and the, I guess, yeah, audio in general, like the microphone and the headphones. Um, I'm thankful that my dad is in sort of similar space and he has a few Yeti microphones around the office. Um, So this would be for me what's lying around. Obviously, not everybody has that, but I didn't actually use it until you kind of had mentioned like, hey, your audio is really crappy. And I didn't even know that my audio was crappy because I didn't have headphones that I was listening to. So Um, it definitely has made a world of a difference. I now can hear it. And I can, like I said, confer with you that, um, just having a general, like a microphone, that's not your laptop. Microphone is, um, just one step above majority of the crowd, I guess. Um, my next question kind of I had written down here was about consistency, mm. content versus context. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love that topic, quality versus, con- quality versus quantity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just kind of wanted to ask you, like, what's to be said about that for well, a podcast yeah. specifically?
0: You, you you start backwards. What's your goal, right? So when I did the original podcast, it was a meeting with a group of people on a weekly basis. It was an extension of the workshop that I called the Social Business Hangout, and your dad attended it, which was, it was just one of the few people that attended it. But every week, we had that workshop, and that was my way of getting known in the area. That was my networking local. That was pre-shop local or any of that type of stuff. It's like Rob's new to town. No one knows, Rob, how do you get yourself known? You have a weekly get together and, you know, you bring experts and that expert for the longest time was me because I didn't know anybody, right? So the first 20 odd episodes was typically me just regurgitating what I knew. It wasn't me interviewing other people and that shifted. Your dad uh, saw that evolution, you know, firsthand. Uh, I think he was a guest three, four times, if I'm not mistaken. But at the end of the day, that format was a weekly format. So every week I needed a guest, every week I needed to book a location, every week we had a live quote unquote audience of from one to more, you know what I mean? But we always did it live in front of an audience, which was the joy of it. And what was nice about it too is it was a recap of what we had talked about that day. So if it was event planning, we would have event planners come in and we would talk about event planning. And then we would pull people, you know, typically one or two people into the interview and we would record it in front of the people that were there and anybody that missed it had the content. And back then that content was evergreen, you know, and that was weekly. That was a grind. Your dad saw that grind. It was hard. It was hard. And I did that for two and a half years, you know, give or take, like there's a hundred plus episodes. Then there, uh, there was the Gap the Gretzky gap because uh, Walter got sick and I knew I wanted episode 99 to be Walter. So I put that on pause and I did other stuff in the meantime, like the getting to know, and that was delving into more of the video, but that was more as the interviews came up. So the shift there became more when I have an interesting guest, when I have the desire, the shift became more about what I feel like it because mm-hmm. it's my passion, right? It's my passion project. Why am I treating this like a job? You know, I've got the other stuff that I treat that way. This has got to be... So at that point in time, it became more of a, what am I interested in? When I started doing the uh, backup normie emceeing for The Blast, I started doing episodes about hockey because I needed to understand hockey, right? So I started interviewing ex-hockey players in the area, people that are known to the area, but I didn't know. uh, And I understood hockey more because now I could do a better job announcing and emceeing the event, right? So Mm -hmm. it's all about what interests Rob really, right? What part of knowledge don't I have? So the disposable web is all about me reaching out globally, you know, to people that I go, you know what? I need to know this a bit more. You know it, let's chat, okay? So those, like I said, the disposable web comes and goes. It was on a hiatus for a very long time. So there was no content strategy. Well, no, there was a content strategy. There was no schedule strategy. Uh, And then, you know, if we go to this one, we are committing ourselves to a three episode a week. We don't know how long that is, but, you know, I've got them broken up into seasons and episodes. So theoretically, one season will be up to 99 episodes, let's say, right? Uh, (laughs) But, you know, this, this format is so much easier to create than the old stuff. You know, we literally just power up, have a chat, set it up, hit record, we're done. You know, there's a bit of work for me to do afterwards. Uh, and, you know, Trevor's listening, so maybe you can fire me off a few hundred words on, you know, his observations, and I'll use that in the description, right? But that, at the end of the day, dictates the schedule. What is your desire? does your audience? Correct, so who cares? Uh, you know, but if you want to be consistently known to do it, yeah, you got to be out there. And like I said, I have the standing honor to be able to say that I am the longest standing podcaster in the region period. No one comes close. Now, people have better views, quote unquote. People have a better reach, better audience, better content, maybe, you know, but I have been at this since moving to this city. I am the Brantford podcaster, period. Now, that means squat. Okay, but that is a 10-year schedule Mm -hmm. versus a one week. And I think that's the big lesson there is it can't be one of those things where you do an episode or two and you give up. And there's Dad. so many of those out there. And I'm sorry. And Trevor has some of these clients. Let me create a podcast, put up a shitty episode and call yourself a podcaster. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. You can call yourself an intern. You can st- say that you're learning the the industry. You're learning the, the art of podcasting, the art of conversation. But to come out swinging and saying you're an expert, period, on any forum. No. There's so much to learn. You, you, how much have you learned? Let's turn this to you. How much have you learned about podcasting just in the last chat?
1: Um, in the last like two months, I've definitely learned a lot more. Like, I definitely I thought it was just kind of more or less just a recording. I I knew the basics of it because I know a few people who do podcasting con- at a consistent basis, not just mm-hmm. one or two episodes that they threw up. Um. And I've I've seen you with um, podcasting as well. Growing up, obviously, like I've always kind of worked around smashing pixels, and um, yeah, so I could I would say I knew like the basics of it. I've learned more of the ins and outs, particularly um, the behind the scenes work that goes into it more in the last two months working alongside with you. Um, so I would say I probably have a bit more of an appreciation for it now and people who do put in the consistency and do put in like the quality and the time and the effort into being consistent with their episodes. And um, yeah, so I would definitely say I have more of an appreciation for it now. I wouldn't say I was like absolutely oblivious to what podcasting is before, but I definitely have learned a lot working one-on-one with you the last two months. Um, And
0: yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good summary. So uh, your dad's heading on to a Zoom call. He actually uh, uh, interacted. I I messed up a couple of times on the recording, but uh, because I was moving windows uh, and sometimes I click on the wrong thing. So if you were watching this on the Twitch stream or on the video, I apologize for that. But for those of you that are on the audio, (laughs) disregard what the old man just said. There's nothing to see or hear here. Uh, no, that, this was a great little episode. It was very much a, a podcast 101, as you say. Uh, the biggest mm. takeaway for me is it's a, it's a long game. It's the art. It's the, you know I've always said it's passion and purpose. You have to have both in your life. If you don't have passion and purpose, both, you know, you're going to struggle. And the sooner you can fill in those gaps, the better. And for me, passion Well, I'm passionate, period, but passion has been podcasting for the last, I want to say a decade plus, but it's been, let's say, 12 years, so decade plus. That's been my passion. And what that means is every time you do something, whether or not it's playing the guitar, which is an equivalent passion, you get better at it. And that, Mm. to me, is the biggest takeaway. If you're doing it for the views, you're a pebble in an ocean of content. And that applies to everything now. You are a pebble in an ocean of content. Don't do it for the waves because you ain't going to get them. Do it for the yeah. passion. And like I said...
1: There's only there's only, there's only so many Joe Rogans. Like, well, and even... Pe- yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you think of podcasting, I think a lot of people, even people who don't really know much about podcasting, would think of Joe Rogan.
0: He got the money for it. You know, he is the Howard yeah. Stern of podcasting and Howard Stern was, you know, the Howard Stern of radio, right? And you look at Joe's schedule, that is three to four interviews a day. You know, they get released. Some are
1: a few hours. Oh, too. they're all
0: two to three hours. They're verbose, <laughs> in-depth, and then there's the cutting and whatnot. No, his, to do two, 3,000 episodes in a span of five years, do the math. That, that is a crazy effort. Uh, and, and it's putting yourself out there. On so many levels, because you don't always control the guests, right? So what he's running into right now is Spotify is killing some of his episodes because of some of the guests. Mm-hmm. Okay, back then, you, you, you interview who you can. You know, I look back at, at the first 100 episodes of The Social Business, there's probably 10 episodes I wish I had never recorded because, A, the guests or the content. But it was mm-hmm. one of those desperate, I need a guest this week type of thing, right? There's always a song on an album the artist hates, right? So schedule... What's your purpose in doing this? For me, it's the art. So is the conversation better? Is the audio better? Is the video better as if you get into that format? But stick with the basics. Can you control the mic when you need to control the mic? Or are you comfortable with just being casually all over the place? No, it's, it's an art. And, and like everything else, if you're not willing to pick up the guitar and play with it for 40 years, you're not going to learn the guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Same thing with podcasting, same thing with anything you out there. That is not necessarily a money maker per se. And if you're doing it purely for the money, you better be bringing an existing community.
1: Mm-hmm. Simple
0: as that. Cause it's not about building a community. You are a pebble in an ocean of content. Okay. On that note, we're going to cut. Thank you, Trev for being part of this. Thank you, Ariel, as always. And we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. So if you are part of the Twitch cricket crowd, feel free to join us for the the, behind the scenes and you get to see us uh, mess up uh, and adjust things and struggle. But thank you, Trevor, for once again chaperoning the episode. Okay, everybody, take care.